0: Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of Lunch Academy. My name is Sam, I'm your co-host, and with me, as always, star of the show, we have Shade here.
1: Hello, everyone. I, the fact that you say star of the show every time is like... <laughs> I like to start I mean, off the start show to making me her believe that I am the star of the show. The, well, the, the the sh- have of? A, we have a new star of the show No, today. no, you're the star of
2: here. <laughs> this place wouldn't be the same without you. I'm,
0: I'm just, I'm an enabler, right? Like, that's, <laughs> this is what I do. But, of course, we also have an awesome, awesome guest Whoa. today. I apologize. I don't know how to say your last name, but Barinder Rasood Rasodi. Rasodi. Most people
2: don't know how to say. It's all fine.
0: (laughs) I I I have problems when people can't say Sam though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it Sam? I I say Sam. I don't know.
0: But anyway. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. We have um,
1: Verinder here with us today. Super excited. Verinder is the founder and CEO of Grow Tech Labs, which is a cannabis accelerator. We will talk more about that Um, here at Launch Academy, hosted at Launch Academy. So we've been really excited to have the Grow Tech Lab team in the last couple of months in the space. Um, Verinder also founded niche which is super awesome and we'll talk more about that too because i don't wanted to give you the full intro of verinda i want her to tell you in her own words <laughs> um yeah welcome to the
2: show thank you for having me it's a
1: long time coming right
2: yeah we love yeah. being here at launch
0: so so as you may know or if you, you listen to the last past episodes like we we always talk about tech we always talk about different parts and different niches no pun intended of <laughs> tech but we're also Vancouver, right? So. When it comes to being in Vancouver, there's really two topics that tie across all ethnicities, all barriers. And those two things are the weather and, of course, food. Mm-hmm. And so, Shade, give us the weather report.
1: Yes. Okay. So, I do this every time. <laughs> best, new, best weather reporter in Vancouver is official, number one. Yeah. Um, forecast for the next couple of days is, believe it or not, sun.
2: Woohoo. but i
1: know but. no there's no but it's gonna be sunny
2: are you kidding you think this temperature isn't a but it is a but at my age let me tell you it's a but
1: <laughs> i prefer sunny and cold than cloudy and like the weird warm wet warm you know the wet,
2: warm. <laughs> the wet, wet gross. Warm? <laughs> yeah, i don't know it's debatable. Um, so <laughs> this is, it's it's, just, it is debatable. This it's
0: is great. why we, it's such a hot topic all the time. We have yeah. a
1: lot, we had a few really good days of snowfall, great day to go skiing, great day to get out there and go snowshoeing. Be careful, there's avalanche warnings. Wow, this forecast is actually good this time around. Uh, I have where, where
0: Where's the avalanche warning? There's like,
1: an avalanche warning on Seymour Mountain, there was an avalanche. Uh-huh. So they're kind of giving a warning to like that whole area.
0: Right, and we were just talking about off air about that, the story with, it was gross, right?
2: I'm yeah. not sure where it was, but I was yeah, I amazed think... at the um, ingenuity of the 12-year-old boys who saved the 8-year-old kid. Yes, yeah, so, so there was an 8-year-old yeah.
0: kid who was hanging off a lift. Uh, I I don't know what perspired this situation, but he was hanging off a lift, probably a good 20, 30 feet above. Oh my god! Yeah. And there was a bunch of you know teenagers skiing by, another like, and then so they they broke off with the you know in the barriers when you're going down the hill. Okay. And then they made a net out of that, so they stretched out the net, so they they convinced the kid to drop his skis and then finally drop himself yeah. and they caught him using the net.
2: And yeah. the dad was struggling to hold on to him because yeah. he had another child with him on the lift. Oh so it was a really tense situation yeah. and mm. just applaud those young boys because they're not even just men yet yeah. Yeah. Um, who, you know, did some thinking outside wow. of the box and, sh- and showed more ingenuity than the adults standing around. Real life heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Real life you know what? We, we
0: need more good news. Like it's, yeah. there's so much just negative news out there, right? Yeah. Like, this, is, this is a good story. But anyway, so Shade, you were gonna bring us some yes, something yes, this week. Yes, Let's
1: start with some delicious food. I'm kinda scared. Um, producer lady, bring on Le Food.
0: La food. <laughs> I
2: I thought that was just yeah. a ruse to get me here. No, but there's actually food, eh? This it's, is how we get all our guests. Yeah,
0: like like people legitimately like tune in, it's like, oh, they're eating that this week. I'm out.
2: No crickets, right? Yeah. like uh, No, it's no. not as
1: exciting as crickets. But now that you said crickets, I feel like next time around we can do crickets. Oh,
2: the next oh, guest you know that, is going to love um, me.
1: Well, I'm not going to give it away, but there are these... I'm just going to give it away. Never mind. There's these protein bars. <laughs> There's these protein bars made out of crickets. I think the company is like West Coast something. Sorry if I'm butchering it. I actually know the founder. Good plug. <laughs> next episode, we will plug you for real and have the cricket... Protein bars. We we will. Yes, <laughs> I'm <laughs> making an executive decision. But for this um, episode, we have delicious pure bread savory muffins. Because I love pure bread. Oh, I yum. was really expecting dessert. And they
2: look amazing. So here I'm gonna
0: point it. They together. look like there's a oh, lot of. So that is
2: lunch. There. That's not like breakfast. No, uh, nice. no it's perfect. It's it's, perfect. it's like snackish. That is that is actually Instagrammable. It's gorgeous, that that. It is yeah. cool.
0: Oh, my trainer's not going to be happy.
2: Well, if anybody looks at me, you know I love carbs. <laughs> so we've got
1: um, feta and s- spinach. Mm, and then yeah. we've got tomato and pine nuts. And then this one's like a cornbread one. So here you go. Try not That, to was, make a, lot of that was a lot of eating, eating pure, sounds. Pure into bread, the. Pure bread is amazing. Pure bread's amazing. Oh, we've had Thank pure bread on the show twice now, I think. Um, one of my favorites. Pure bread actually started in Whistler. Uh, by this sweet lady, and she actually still runs the uh, original location in Whistler. They now have two Whistler locations. And so if you go into the Function Junction location, she's always there. She's like this sweet redhead lady, um, like so full of energy and life. And she just started this, like, I think, what, like four or five years Mm. ago? And they blew up. Now they have like four locations, two in Vancouver, two in Whistler. Amazing. We
0: just happened to be right across it
1: yeah yeah and I just love a good story like that because there's a lot of people doing the same thing out there and you think you're going into a saturated market and entrepreneurs still kind of stir up the courage to go into that saturated market thinking whatever I'll do my thing maybe it'll take off and then it does take off and it goes to show that like bakeries super saturated this lady still open her own bakery and she's like doing better than everyone else
2: well because quality matters right mm-hmm. her product is really high quality yeah. and i think that's really important and i think with any business execution is really important exactly and i think they've done a really good job in creating a good atmosphere at the location um, but having variety because mm-hmm. i would think that there's more risk you know everybody's doing these like Keto, low carb—you yeah. know—the the eating restrictions people have nowadays are like sometimes a mile long. Mm-hmm. So for a good old fashioned bakery, um, it's the kudos to them because it must be hard.
1: Yeah, and they're just sticking to their own thing. They've got a yeah. few gluten-free options, a few vegan options, but they're like they're just gonna make delicious food. Yep. People who want to eat it, eat it.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyways,
1: that's my pure bread plug. <laughs> they should really sponsor me. <laughs> so
0: on. so a for those of you, you know little kind of <laughs> internal. Not joke, but it's one of one of her duties. She's she's always taking care of our birthdays. Yes. Like whenever we have a birthday, she brings the cakes. Yeah. And for what felt like eight straight birthdays, we had purebred every <laughs> single time.
1: I was so tired of it.
0: <laughs> but the savory one is is a new for me. So. Yeah, it is good. So give, give it a shot. I'm, I'm
2: enjoying. I just worried about everybody having no, to no. listen to me chew. It's okay. Work. It's part of it. It's, it's part of. it. <laughs> Please be forewarned, if you are going to join the Launch Academy podcast, you will have to listen to us chew. Well, what, is, what is that um,
0: so,
1: trend of like eating yeah, sounds so and little a- sounds? ASMR? Oh. <laughs> huh? ASMR? Yeah, we can just start that's that. That, will be, that mm-hmm. will be a future
0: game. Oh, wow. so, so they just listen to kind of, not just eating sounds, but really sounds of anything. It's huge. And, and, and the most popular to kind of you.
1: ASMR person is like this little eight-year-old girl. Okay, now I'm afraid to ask because some what, of the what? little
2: eight-year-old girl stories from YouTube and online are not good. No,
1: no, it's like not weird at all because ASMR okay. actually started as like a uh, kind of sound therapy for people who had trouble like, oh, sleeping and yeah. relaxing. And it's it's weird, but so it triggers something in your brain to just mm-hmm. relax and distract. And so it wasn't, you know, some it has some weird connotations on other terms. But for this kind of thing, it's people love it. It's supposed to be sort of more of like a therapeutic thing. And this eight-year-old obviously kind of blew up a couple of years ago. And this eight-year-old just again saturated market. Yeah, everybody doing <laughs> this on YouTube. She started and she blew up, and now she's the most like popular. She's more rich than I'll ever be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that.
1: Unless I do really good on this but episode the, with you. But eating. the other
0: thing this episode is do there's it for a, you. There, there's a movement, not a really a movement, but there's this is concept like people really enjoy watching other. People eat and socialize. Weird. So, So in Korean, there's a term... I've talked about this on the show before, but it's called a mukbang. A mukbang? Mukbang. I think okay. It's, it's a Korean word. I don't know what it means. Um, but that concept is really like, you know, you're just watching me eat my dinner, and then I kind of talk to you, and it's live, and, and that's a very, very popular movement. And then you have competitive eaters who, oh who like show up for a mukbang and they eat like 100 hot dogs. And yep. it's, it's it's crazy. But it's, it's also, like, for some reason, very addictive yeah. and entertaining. You
1: know what? Shout out to all those people who are doing weird stuff and making a living <laughs> out of it, you know? And I, I gotta
0: say, I'm I'm uh, pleasantly surprised yeah. by this. Oh, good. I, did I, you I was, good. You got the cornbread? Uh, something cornbread. Should
1: we the- get into today's topic? Oh, what's? The, I, thought, <laughs> I, there was
2: so. the, I thought it was the muffin.
0: No. This no, one is the no. cornbread.
1: These are muffins. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't really know the difference.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's all get right. into it. On to the topic of today. We have... One of the leading, I would say the, I'm going to say leading because I like you. You're leading in my heart. Thank you. Leading women in cannabis here in Canada has been making a lot of big waves for a long time. And now that cannabis has been legalized, woohoo.
2: Like a real woohoo. Like a real woohoo. See, we should have edibles. Yeah. Let's rethink that for next time.
1: We thought about that. We're like, we should have brownies (laughs) and like... It'll say they're edibles trouble. but yeah. really they're not next time we'll do edibles on our own time okay um so we want to talk about cannabis in bc and its relation to technology now that we're fully immersed with it here at with growtech labs at launch academy and we want to hear it from you so first we'd le- we'd love to hear a little bit about your journey of because you have ample experience in the cannabis industry in, in canada so tell us a little brief kind of rundown of how you came to be to what wife. you are yeah, you know, that, yeah, yeah i'm old
2: that'll take the whole show so let's just stick to the yeah. cannabis part <laughs> um actually i was an elected city councillor in surrey for two terms and then i was on the board of one of the larger health authorities and i was actually one of the naysayers right i grew up in a time when there were lots of stereotypes about the people mm-hmm. in the smoking pit who were smoking cannabis and how they would end up on their parents couch for the rest of their lives that it was my experience watching people using cannabis medicinally for either cancer treatment or treatment for anxiety, where I started to research. And then there was a big glaring hole in legalization in the cannabis industry here in Canada for me. And that was that the US states that legalized it through referendum. So the pro and con side spent millions of dollars debating and dialogue, dialoguing. And a so people were prepared for legalization. Whether they supported it or not, they had enough information to understand why it was happening. So when I took a look at the cannabis industry, I saw an amazing group of activists and patients who got government to respond to legalization and then government responded by putting um, the task force together and then later um, a regulatory framework. But what was missing was the conversation with like boards of trades, health associations, um, professional associations, the tech industry. And so I founded a nonprofit called the National Institute for Cannabis Health Education. Then, as I'm traveling around the country connecting you know the cannabis industry to the regular mainstream community, I realized there were two really big pieces that needed to be addressed. One was the issue of quality. Uh, we're Canadians. We really like the whole purpose of quality assurance, like mm-hmm. whether it's the GMO butterfly, whether it's ocean wise, whether it's heart smart we want to know where our consumable products or all products came from, who touched it along the way, how it was produced, is it as the best quality. So I founded a company called CannabisWise. And then as we were building out Cannabis Wise, I got introduced to Launch Academy and Victory Square Technologies. And then we're like, you know, there's a really big missing piece, which is it's going to take a lot of technology to develop a fully evolved cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people who are already developing um, technology in other areas, whether it be um, nanotechnology, agricultural technology, health technology. So why don't we introduce them and support them in the cannabis industry. So we form grow tech Labs? Kind of because I'm not like a, like I'm 50, right? I'm a mother of three kids. My (laughs) kids are 26, 22, and 15. And the fact that I'm become a champion of cannabis legalization must look a little odd to people.
0: (laughs) But also provides.
1: No, because you know, you know, the whole journey, you've been there from the start. And it's kind of interesting that you started as kind of not fully for it. And then you've went through the process of learning about it and seeing its impact. And then. Figuring out how I can positively actually have a, yeah. s- a space in our in our economy—that's really cool.
0: So, so about GrowTech Labs, I mean, how how I guess for we know, but for the people out there, how long has it been going on? What projects are you guys working on? Really, what's your kind of vision?
2: So, GrowTech Labs, I'm co-founder with Sh- Shafin Diamond from Victory Square Technologies, <clears throat> and we're um, in this lovely home here at Launch Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very mindful of creating a legacy where we're showcasing. Uh, the BC cannabis industry um, and in making sure that we're developing technology to deal with pain points for the cannabis industry. And um, we have a program, an accelerator program and an incubator program. And what we're doing is we're also eliminating barriers for people who have traditionally not been able to uh, be a part of a lot of industries. Mm-hmm. So we have funding for women-led businesses and then we have funding for Indigenous-led businesses. And really our purpose is to keep BC on the forefront. You know, there's numbers as high as, you know, seven billion dollars of the B.C. economy has always come from the uh, pre-legalization industry and B.C. is losing its place um, to Ontario and Alberta, both on the licensed producer cannabis production, but also on the retail side. Um, You know, I was just reading an article and if those of you who are watching saw me on my phone, it wasn't just because I was responding to my child. Um, (laughs) It was because I was looking at this article where they're saying $5.4 million has been spent um, on cannabis, but most of it still come from the, what people call the illegal community. I don't call it the illegal community. I call it the pre-legalization community Mm -hmm. because government was well aware that people were engaged in the industry of cannabis um, and they enabled it. So we can't sort of now, you know, take those people on or not give them space when they've actually put BC Bad on the forefront in yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're it's, the OGs. They have they, they, they are, are the ones who are gonna keep leading the industry and and, and the impact for sure.
2: Totally and, and most um consumers um are familiar with products, they're familiar with the growers. Their support their techniques and mm-hmm. if you're using it medicinally it's it's no different than using say Tylenol <clears throat> and you you know what you're getting each yeah. time you go and pe- you know patients and recreational d- um, consumers deserve that certainty mm-hmm. of knowing that when they purchase a product they need to know what the exact dosage is mm-hmm. um, they need to know that it it's not grown with either pesticides it's mold free mm-hmm. like those are still pretty big pressing issues
1: yeah yeah and I think that like cannabis consumption is has evolved way beyond all its stereotypes and it really is like the consumers are really knowledgeable and they are really aware of what they're consuming and they're not just out there trying to buy something that'll get them high they know what they like they want a certain feel they're doing it for certain reasons and they want it to get produced like ethically yeah sustainably sustainably they're very there it's a community that's very well educated and are, are like purchasing in like a very aware state rather than just buying weed. They're not doing it mindlessly. At least,
2: yeah, And, and that's a really good point. But I think we're missing a major segment of the population still because it's very apparent the municipalities that are opting out from allowing cannabis retail in their communities um, it's no secret that they have um, populations that are made up of a lot of Asian or South Asian um, mm. residents. And it's interesting that even though Chinese traditional medicine and Ayurvedic medicine in the traditional healing books included cannabis as a medicine, but what happened, I believe, is that once it was um, prohibition kicked in and it became illegal, those communities are very concerned about the impact it's had on their youth. Mm. So they are actually still engaged in very active campaigns against legalization. Somebody who came to Launch Academy for an event that we did with Dan Pierre, who's a professor from the Tel Aviv University who was talking about cannabinoids and cancer, they went onto their WeChat account for me and they showed me the number of petition that has a significant amount of signatures of people who are still lobbying against wow. legalization being a success
1: wow
0: so Isn't what that... do you what do you see as the big like in in the technology and in the space or in the industry what do you see as some of the the need to improve and and maybe maybe how does technology can play a part in that
2: so one of the first companies we funded is called elevated signals <laughs> and they've developed um uh application um, to support and take data on the growing of cannabis. So they, they, uh, already have partners with relicensed producers and they're able to collect data and help, um, support the production side. So the production side's a really, um, big component because the autumn, the technology that can come into the farming space is still, um, something that's really important. POS systems, uh, mm-hmm. A lot of um, financial institutions are not supporting retail cannabis outlets yet, especially anybody who has ties to the US. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not able to, so the POS systems, I think, are really, really important. Um, but so are issues of quality assurance and how you're gonna mm-hmm. develop technology to help with the quality assurance programs, mm-hmm. I think is a, is a really big piece. Um, and then moving forward, as um, when legalization happened, the first part of legalization only dealt with flour and oil. The next part is now dealing with more processed cannabis and edibles. So the technology around dosing, I think, is mm. going to be really important for mm. patients. We have vape pens, but you can't really be sure what you're getting in a dose mm-hmm. when you take a puff, even if it's just CBD. Mm-hmm. And so any technology that's um, based on uh, health care, I think, has a place in the cannabis industry. Um, another really big one is packaging. I'm very sad to say that the packaging right now is not sustainable. Uh, it's creating a lot mm. of garbage. So mm. Tech Labs is really looking for a partner who has a solution to childproof, uh, sustainable packaging that actually reduces packaging. Uh, the pictures that you'll see of people who order um, from the government stores of one gram requiring like uh, copious amounts of um, packaging it, it is just such a complete waste really. and when we're setting up a new industry it's really important to get it right because now we have a chance so those yeah. are just some of the top of mind things that we're looking at um, around you know who needs to step up yeah. into the you know lots of conversations around blockchain and cannabis around mm-hmm. seed to sale tracking so I actually don't think that there's any technology that doesn't have a role in the new cannabis mm-hmm. industry
1: mm-hmm. And that's it. It's a really exciting time because you're taking this industry that's been around forever, but now it's commercialized. And there's all these missing pieces to make it into this legit, complete system from growers to users. And there's, like you said, there's a lot of missing little spots in between that that will evolve but it's we're just it's the beginning and it's opening so many opportunities for companies to come up with solutions it's awesome it's creating this like whole new space in our economy for new companies new jobs yeah. new income it's really exciting i i believe in the whole packaging thing i never knew that that was an issue yeah, and that's I'm, I'm really still, cool. i'm still
0: thinking about like the the ad filled tabs thing and not how ridiculously hard it is to get in one of those yeah. things. Yeah. I'm like, they need to just call those guys up, right? Right. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm like it's like, you know, when you're sick, you're not feeling your best. You're like, oh now I gotta figure this like
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it's true. Like you do need it to be childproof. And there it's yeah. it's so yeah, there's so many things that need to be taken in consideration for sure. And we yeah. forget
2: it's it's an edible product. Yeah. So it does go bad. Uh and so mm-hmm. having packaging that's uh, food packaging while it's uh tamper proof is Mm. really important but i think having something that's biodegradable and doesn't have as much impact on our environment is really important
1: yeah um well now that this is happening and it's we're able to move towards this like what do you think is the timeline like how long do you think it'll take for for the industry to get to a place where you would feel like amazing it's doing its thing and it's sustainable maybe it's a ridiculous question but to me it's like exciting to think about it's a
2: good question i mean um government has made it very clear that legalization is a process not an event yeah um, for sure right Mm -hmm. and uh, we know with alcohol prohibition it took uh 10 years before the pre-legalization industry was fully into the fold and where Mm -hmm. marketing and branding regulations started to change Um, The U.S. states that legalized, they allowed the pre-legalization growers and stuff to come in sooner than Canada did. Uh, That will help a lot. Um, That's why GrowTech Labs is accelerating a cannabis co-op, the first ever um, larger cannabis co-op in partnership with the BC Co-op Association, um, because we want to move things along well. We're the first Mm G7 country to legalize, and so the world is watching and making sure that we're moving the dialogue. I mean, there's people who will tell you I'm not quite that old, but close. Um, (laughs) When they used to go into a liquor store, they could only see the name of the product and then the clerk would have to go in the back, put it in a brown paper bag and bring it out so nobody could see it, right? So it's Mm. very similar now to cannabis where you can't smell it or uh, touch it before you buy it. It's interesting. it's so there's lots of parallels there so if we're going to make a comparison it took the alcohol industry and not that i ever think cannabis should be compared to alcohol but it is an industry that came out of prohibition Mm -hmm. i think we're about 10 years out from getting it right interesting that's
1: awesome
0: and you already kind of mentioned it, or, or mentioned a couple. But what are what are a few of the tech companies, or kind of tech companies that you're really excited about, and the things they're doing?
2: Oh well, uh, d- definitely elevated signals. Mm. Um, there's also um, a lot of innovation. Strain Print is a great company. Developed an app on helping patients journal. Um, their cannabis use and are collecting data um, and making sure that the licensed producers know what strains people are looking for. Remember, this is, um, this is not only about Uh, As we've said, this is not a recreational play. Mm -hmm. It's not only a a medical play, but it's a real wellness play as well. And so I think any company that's coming in to support people's wellness from a preventative level, um, lots of conversations lately on CBD and what it really means. So we're really excited about really giving people a choice to incorporate cannabis as a choice um, on wellness um, medicinally. Um, It's you know, we know that from the U.S. states that legalized that opioid deaths went down by up to 20 percent in those areas, which is quite huge. Um, so there are tech companies out there now working on initiatives in healthcare that might not um, have thought of cannabis. So really urge them to become a part of the conversation.
1: Mm hmm.
0: So for companies or, or I guess even just individuals out there that, that want to work with GTL, how, what's the, what's the best step?
2: Well, you know, go to growtechlabs.com, um, apply either to be in our incubator program or accelerator program, um, or just come check out our events. We've done a whole bunch of industry events yeah. here to educate people on everything from, you know, HR to marketing. Um, you know, we did have this doctor from Israel talk about uh, cannabis and cancer. Um, so just participate, learn lots, and then um, if we can help in any way, um, let's uh, figure mm-hmm. figure it out. Cool.
1: Yeah. And for everyone listening, the way that uh Grotech Labs and Launch Academy are partnering on this is that Launch Academy is providing its Launchpad program uh, here in our incubator to the Grow Tech LA- Lab companies, and that gives them access to the mentors and the events and the resources on a startup kind of perspective of just growing a startup in general, like a business. And then GrowTep Labs is bringing in everything cannabis industry focused, mentors, advisors, events, information on regulations, all of that. So it's a really beautiful marriage between the two of business and then a super specific cannabis technology kind of industry knowledge together. I think it's it's a really well-rounded supporting, yeah.
2: Especially with the Maple startup program Mm -hmm. too, right? Where we're able to um, encourage um, companies from around the world uh, to become a part of the solution here in British Columbia. And I think that innovation is definitely not only a job creator, but I think it sets a tone for a um, community in terms of showing commitment and encouraging businesses to come here innovation and investing in innovation is a key indicator of um economic success and i you know i launch has been a part of that solution for many many years and we're happy to be a partner in that now
0: mm-hmm. what well, a couple things before we wrap up um we we touched on it earlier but but um you, you know, in talking to you, offer, you really believe in, in making GTL a women-led uh, enterprise. Can you kind of elaborate a little bit on that and, and what's it been like so far?
2: You know, well, my comment might sound sexist to you and I don't intend it to be, but <laughs> I'm um, outnumbered wh- here. I, well, I know, usually. you're usually <laughs> outnumbered. Um, and well, it's really Im- important not only in order to eliminate barriers for um, people who have traditionally faced barriers mm-hmm. in business, but it's also about a different way of doing things. Um, we don't at GTL. We don't think that you having a family should actually be a barrier to success. So mm-hmm. we are creating a very child friendly, pet friendly environment. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who's working on their business or on their startup most likely has another job to pay the bills. Uh, mm-hmm. They're probably working for free. Um, and you know we don't want a situation where people aren't able to join our incubator or accelerator because you know they have kids. We mm-hmm. welcome the kids and we'll set up a structure where we have tutoring for children while the parents are working on their business. Um, and being women-led is, is women's experience, A, is very different um how we do things is very different um you know uh, nicole murphy and alex troll um who are a key part of our management team here Mm -hmm. um you know we're not only collaborative but we're open to being completely out of the box and figuring out solutions to make things work Um, but also we have to recognize That the cannabis industry um, is going to rely a lot on the female market Mm -hmm. we know that more women open are opening small businesses than men um, but we also know that decisions in the home are mostly made by women especially when it's something that's Mm -hmm. going to be consumed so Mm -hmm. whether it's you choosing to give cannabis to your child who has epilepsy or you're choosing to give an aging parent cannabis for their parkinson's most likely those decisions are gonna be made by women. Mm -hmm. So having women design and implement and run these businesses is actually good business practices for the Mm -hmm. cannabis industry. You know, we already have a case where a majority of the corporate um, cannabis companies' boards are Mm -hmm. male-dominated, and you know what? we we can do better and at grow tech mm-hmm. we just wanted to start off with a mandate that we're going to serve a segment of the population that's really going to be the driving economic factor mm-hmm. and that's going to be women so why not have women at the table right from the get-go
0: mm-hmm. and that that's uh, amazing that's yeah. a that's an awesome reason right because i'm mm-hmm. i mean i'm not unfamiliar it's a, it's a huge problem in technology as well yeah. right like the the on and on and on the the debates, not even debate but just it it's very obvious right? You yeah. go to any conference, 80% men, 20% yeah. women. And I'm saying this as a man, right? Yeah. Um, and
1: we obviously, the industry, well, not, maybe not the whole industry, but I would hope the majority of the industry really wants women there and they want women to be involved. But because there's such a long history of women not being involved, yeah. it is going to take a lot to kind of change that and, yeah, it's gonna take like generations and generations of like being able to actually allow women to have interests in yes. those industries and build careers in those industries it's not going to happen overnight just because someone says oh yeah also women are allowed and all of a sudden women show up like it doesn't happen that way that industry has to start being open to women from the beginning and that's amazing that you guys are doing it from the start so you can set that momentum for sure
2: Well, and and there's so much research on the impact that um, the benefits cannabis can play for women who are, you know, perimenopausal or menopausal or things like suppository for period cramps. Like those are all things that you really need women at the table to start developing. And they are going to be a major portion of where the revenues come from these companies. Mm -hmm. And I think communicating um, and having women engaged in the decision making process is really important.
0: No, that's, 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 that's really great to hear. That is not just, you know, because I mean, I, I am aware there are institutions that, that, you know, try and bring the social case up, but hearing that it's also a good business case, I think really brings that, 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 uh, all together. Um, one final question for me, and it's, it's, it's more, more personal interest, but, you know, understanding that, you know, you're, I guess, fairly new in tech, so to speak. What really do you see as, you know, going from being counsel, being, being, you know, meeting people with suits all day. And now like you're on a podcast with a guy wearing a pink shirt with a hat, (laughs) Um, like, like what, what that transformation been Like, and how are you kind of adjusting?
2: Well, it's interesting. Um, you know, one thing I think is important in, and I think launch has created that atmosphere. That's not only very welcoming, but very diverse, both in terms of age and gender and ethnicity. Um, that's really important, but I like, I like being in a space where um, innovation and creativity is really respected. Um, My background comes from where the first part of decision making is actually a risk assessment mm-hmm. like you don't do anything until you do and not that companies in tech and uh, cannabis shouldn't do risk assessment but you can't mm-hmm. lead with that because mm-hmm. you just would never do anything yeah and so it's been very liberating for me um and but it's also been very welcoming because it's mm-hmm. not always that way the other way around mm-hmm. right lots of judgment is passed mm-hmm. on how people look or what they yeah. wear or what their title is and i and i think if we take a look at with what's wrong with the world and oh, my God, in the last week, there is so much wrong with this world (laughs) Mm -hmm. that it all actually I'm really worried from whether it's the US or Canada or the UK or Venezuela or Syria or India and Pakistan. So much is going on. I think we need to embrace more of the shedding of the hierarchies and the bureaucracies Mm -hmm. um, and being more creative, a free flow of information and, and being authentic. And that's what the, the tech and that new space has really introduced to me. Mm-hmm. And I think we've been able to do more under that environment than I ever would have been in a, a corporate regulated environment. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Tech has been, at least new new age tech, has been one of those industries where I'm amazed by the the collaboration. Yeah. It's really awesome. Like everyone is willing to collaborate and willing to give feedback and here to help each other within, whether it's like startups or like, fortune 500 companies, everybody's always giving back. It is a really beautiful industry. It's awesome. And within like the fact that it infiltrates into all other industries that may have some other way of doing things from it being like, say the construction industry or the logistics industry, or these are very old industries that may have some old-fashioned ways of approaching issues and problems and i feel like the tech industry has really influenced that in a positive way and making sure everyone's open and diverse and working together and collaborating yeah
2: and and you know what this environment has been way more um connected to the real world than most mm-hmm. environments i live in a lot of those other environments do have people who either come from privilege or who have created privilege because of their positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it's really, you know, everybody um, is working really hard. Uh, the intentions are really good, but it's a struggle. Day to day is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, building out your company is a struggle while you're trying to pay the bills and yeah. finding a place to live in the city. So it's, it's more authentic and more real. And I yeah. think that that's gonna keep us at Grow Tech Labs very grounded. Uh, versus being sort of a big corporate entity mm-hmm. where you do lose touch with some of those core values. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it's like a real nice self-made energy yeah, that everybody right? carries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool.
0: No, that's awesome. So before we wrap up, um, mm-hmm. do you guys have any announcements either from the GrowTech Tech side or Launch Academy?
1: Yes, I'll have a few and then I'll open up the floor to Brenda. So a few uh, events coming up. We've got our co-founder speed dating event, which we've now done, I think, a few so I think this is our third, Uh, on March 16th at 12 p.m. Sign up, it's awesome. If you're looking for a co-founder, it pretty much brings um, technical and non-technical founders into one room and does sort of like a speed dating um, imitation where you get to speak. for a short amount of time with a bunch of founders that are looking for a co-founder.
0: That's the number one question we get is how do I meet my co-founder, right? Everybody's,
1: it's hard to find a co-founder and this is great. You'll walk out with a good amount of leads and then you can go on and see if that works. But yeah, show up, sign up. It's on our, um, the event tab of our website and then also bc tech summit is coming up so we do have to mention it it's super exciting march 11th to 13th and uh, i know on their website they have a lot of supporting programs for startups uh, to get discounts on prices so make sure you check it out make sure you apply if you have to and be there because it's going to be pretty amazing
2: yeah and for growtech labs go to growtechlabs.com we have our industry events um We will be posting about some pitch events. Uh, We have some great staff announcements next week. I wish Mm -hmm. I could tell you, but I can't just yet. Um, So we are growing, Um, but also, you know, check out some of the other cannabis events that are going around um, in the lower mainland uh, just to get yourself educated Uh, and uh, just reach out for questions or help.
1: Yeah, cool. Thank you so much, Brander, for for doing this. I've learned a lot. I mean, shout out to Brenda. No,
2: <laughs> I, shout out to you for wearing your pink sweatshirt oh, two yeah, days yeah, we, after anti-bullying day. It was anti-bullying
0: day, yeah. Yeah. so that's why I wore a pink shirt. But then, then
1: we, I proceeded uh, to
2: bully him for and it. And he proceeded so. to bully me yeah, and, and, and give me, yeah, <laughs> me muffins. Well, if, <laughs> if you could see, you, you would see Sade sitting here with a very big knife beside her. So we, we both just got in line really quickly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i know sam is trying this out this whole healthy living and i'm out here feeding him muffins
0: yeah like i so so the backstory is how we started this podcast is shoddy lives a very healthy lifestyle very healthy i mm. do not yeah and so the idea was i'm gonna feed her something poisonous to her body and then she's gonna come back with some like vegetarian something
2: yeah
1: <laughs> today was good so that's yeah in and so
0: that was actually how lunch academy started <laughs> lunch um, academy for- and everybody
1: just thinks we're pronouncing it wrong, but it is lunch academy. Yeah, <laughs> that,
0: was, that was how it started. But but like recently my wife and I decided to get a personal trainer yeah. because apparently my unhealthy lifestyle is unsustainable, according to her. Yeah. And so every time I eat anything, he's like, a croissant. It's all butter. Don't eat the croissant. Yeah. I'm like, what do I eat? I'm like, eat a salad. I'm like, I don't eat salad. Try it.
1: <laughs> you have there no choice.
0: I'm basically paying for a mom
2: yeah <laughs> next episode we're
1: eating cricket protein bars so get oh ready.
2: i'm glad i'm not on that episode
1: <laughs>
0: and i anyway. bet he's watching this too he will have a comment on the cricket protein bars
1: thank you so much that thank was you. i've learned a lot i hope sam learned a lot mm. i hope our viewers learned a lot and i'm really excited for this industry to evolve and i'm excited to see it evolve in the next 10 years
0: yeah. all right any last words
2: No, just a huge shout out to all of the activists that got us here for government for responding. And now let's let the rest of us step up and make sure that we do this right so the world looks at us and say, hey, BC Bud is the best. Yes.
0: Anything from you? Shout out to your mom, maybe? Yeah,
1: shout out to my mom. (laughs) We always shout out my mom. shout out mom.
0: Hey, mom all right if you're not following us already on twitter on facebook on instagram it's launch academy hq please do subscribe to the show it continues to convince ray that we can have yet another episode so <laughs> so that's really really important because uh we we like eating food on fridays um but that's it for yeah. me thank you all for right.
1: tuning in guys thank you see ya bye